Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy. Well, hey, One Hope Church and One Hope friends. Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast this Lenten season, going through the Gospel of Mark. And today in this podcast, I get to explain end times to you in like five minutes. In five minutes, you will completely, totally understand exactly every single detail there is to know about Christ's return and end times and tribulation and all that stuff. Okay, that's not going to happen. But um, this is actually two parts. So actually, I'm going to give the first part of Jesus talking about the end times. And then Tomorrow, in tomorrow's reading, Connie will do part two, and she'll explain how it's all going to unfold. So, I'll just raise all the questions, and Connie will answer them tomorrow. Okay? So, our text begins um, in uh, Mark 13, 1-2, where Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple. And this is happening right, um, right as Jesus enters into the last week of his public ministry. He's, he's going to the cross. He's, he's in the, in within a week's time, he's going to be dying for our sins, rising again. So these are his last moments with his disciples to give final instruction. So it is, it is, it does say something that he takes time here to really talk about, uh, what's to come, talk about end times kinds of things. And so it begins, uh, it begins in verses one and two says this, as he, Jesus came out of the temple. One of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. So they're really impressed by the temple structure there in Jerusalem. And, and Jesus said to them, him, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left. We'll hear one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And uh, he is uh, predicting um, in that moment um, what would actually happen 40 years later when the Roman general Titus would come and completely destroy the temple in 70 AD uh, within a generation. Uh, so the disciples are, 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 are um, shocked by that, and so they pull Jesus aside, four of them do, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, and ask, tell us more, when is this going to happen? And so from there, Jesus goes on to to speak uh, first about the signs of the close of the age, verses 5 to 8, he says, And Jesus began to say to them, See that no one misleads you astray. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These are but the beginning of the birth pangs. Um, so he goes on then just to speak to uh, the disciples that they're going to be persecuted. Uh, so he's, he's just warning them of what's going to come. It, temples are going to be destroyed. They'll be persecuted. There's going to be wars. But it's just the beginning, not the end yet. And so he's, he's giving his disciples and, uh, and that those first generations of the church that it's not going to be, it's not going to be uh, suddenly heaven on earth, that there's a, there's a struggle ahead. They're in the midst of a war. He goes on then, in uh, starting in verse fourteen, then and uh, um, you know, kind of through, I'll really three to twenty, to speak of what's called he call, what's called the abomination of desolation and what has been termed really the great tribulation. So here's verse fourteen. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it ought not to be, 
And then I love this little aside. Let the reader understand, in parentheses in my Bible, uh, I wish they would have let the reader understand by actually explaining it there. That would be nice, but didn't. Uh, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. And then uh, in verse 20, uh, if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. So what is this abomination of desolation uh, thing? Um Matthew's account actually makes references to the prophecies of Daniel uh, in connection with this, and it's actually in the book of Daniel that the abomination of desolation is first mentioned. And if you really do a study of the book of Daniel, um, and I've shared this at one hope before, I, can, I think you can make a great case that the abomination of desolation is Antiochus Epiphanes, who in 167 B.C., uh, made a sacrilege of the of the of the temple by sacrificing pigs on the altar, and there was a great uh, uproar, and really the uh, rebellion occurred, and and uh, there was many of the prophecies of Daniel was fulfilled uh, in that uh, 167 BC and the events surrounding that. However, Jesus clearly is saying that this abomination desolation thing is yet to come. And here I think it's really good to note that when it comes to Bible prophecy, there is kind of a cyclical nature to prophecy. And a great example of this is Jesus. Uh, we In the Old Testament, there's, there's prophecy of the coming of the Messiah. But as things have been revealed, we find out that many of those prophecies are kind of come in two waves. It's, there's a first coming and a second coming. They didn't understand that at the beginning uh, in these, those initial Old, time, Old Testament prophecies. But we have come to further understand that now, mainly through Jesus' own teaching. So a similar case with, I think, the abomination of desolation. There may be several of these and cycles of these. I do think it was Antiochus Epiphanes in 167 BC was that Antichrist, some would term this abomination of desolation. Uh, but there's another one. Um, I think Titus destroying Jerusalem in 8070 uh, would be another one. And that was fulfilled um, in which uh, the temple was destroyed. And indeed, as Jesus warns and says, flee to the mountains, the, the church actually fled to Pella, uh, a small town uh, in the Kanatu. Uh, the east of Jerusalem, and that's where the church kind of headquarters moved after the destruction of Jerusalem, for a season anyway. And in the future, I think there will yet be a time when a abomination of desolation will come, a antichrist will come, taking up his seat on the Temple Mount, declaring himself to be God. And, you know, it was uh, it was for centuries believed that that must just have a symbolic meaning, and it may but then suddenly in 1948, Israel became a country again, and suddenly there was the possibility, well, maybe the temple would be rebuilt, and that could still literally be fulfilled uh, someday in the Temple of Jerusalem, another abomination of desolation, uh, desecrating a future temple in Jerusalem. Uh, don't know. Uh, there's debate about that, speculation. Um, and uh, every generation ultimately sees themselves as being in the end times, and every generation identifies the Antichrist. I think a lot of people are saying right now, Putin, he's the Antichrist. You know, every generation has seen themselves as the uh, as the end times. Martin Luther thought he was in the end times, and he thought the Pope was the Antichrist. And so, uh, I think. The reality is there are many antichrists. There's many abomination desolations. There's a cyclical nature uh, to uh, prophecy. Um, 
tips, but just kind of just kind of wrap up this because we're already at seven minutes and um, we're going to explain. I, I got to set the stage for Connie to completely explain end times uh, and give the answers tomorrow. But a couple of uh, just a takeaway from all this. I mean, just some reflection as we re- as we reflect on end of the world type stuff, because maybe every generation should see themselves as the end times that that's what Jesus wanted us to do. And certainly we see all kinds of end time stuff happening all around us today, don't we? We just been, we've just been through a global plague. Uh, that's like a, a, a biblical proportions taking place. There's war in Europe right now by a power that has nuclear weapons. Um, Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos. I mean, what is next? There's all these earth shattering end of the world types of things happening. Well, in closing here, four quick responses uh, that Jesus tells us to avoid. As you read the news, as you see the bad stuff happening, here's four things he says to, to not do. He says, one, don't be deceived. Mark 4, 13, verse 5, Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming that I am he, and will deceive many. Don't be deceived. Be smart. Uh, number two, don't be surprised or alarmed. Verse seven, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. Expect it. It's going to happen. And then number three, be on your guard. Verse nine, but be on your guard for they will deliver you up to the courts and you'll be flogged in the synagogues and you'll stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony uh, to them. So, so be alert, be on your guard. But when all that happens and however that may happen in your setting, Number four, do not worry. Verse 11, when they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. We have been given the Holy Spirit, and he is the one driving us, carrying us, filling us, empowering us. We do not need to be afraid. The church wins. Jesus wins. And that is really the message of encouragement, even when we're going through really uh, scary times as we are now and as the church has been through in the past and yet has survived and thrived and will continue to do so into the future until the day of Christ's return. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, give us grace to not be deceived, to not be alarmed, not, and to be on our guard and to and to not worry. Um, just give us grace to rest in you and to trust in you and to Uh, Allow your Holy Spirit to fill us and empower us and to see us as the victorious church moving forward, even when there's persecution, even when there's struggle, we win in the end. And so give us that victory mindset that it's already ours in Christ. And this world is passing away and it will have an ending to it. There is an end to history, as we kind of mentioned on Sunday. Uh, History is not cyclical. Christ will return. That will be the end. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that tomorrow... Connie will explain exactly how and when that's going to happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.